Disclaimer. The following podcast contains explicit language and adult content. The content may offend some listeners. Relax and don't be a hater. Hello. Welcome to a walk in the park podcast. (laughs) This is Riss. And this is Babs. And in our podcast, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of wine, cake, laughter, friendship, success, families, fun, the extraordinary. We're happy you're listening. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I love it. Let's just get this walk started, baby. Woo-woo. podcast listeners that's right that's the name of the podcast isn't it yeah <laughs> a walk in the park yes hello hello it's very confusing but delightful because you guys can't see it but the three of us are sitting here on mb's lovely screened in porch yeah man i like it back here we're here all together yes sunday october 10th and it feels it's so nice to see your face but i really do feel like you have never left yeah, when I, I came what, back for a visit, it's I like know. we just did our normal thing this morning. I know. Went for a walk at Will's Park. Yep. Grabbed a little breakfast, which actually that is not our normal thing, but still. But still, yeah, it was lovely. We had biscuits. We did. And jam. Biscuits and jam. A little latte I had. And then, of course, I guess me not living here anymore. When we went to my hotel room to pick up some stuff, that might have been the clue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, but yes, we're all very fortunate. I'm up here, and MB is home from school this weekend. For my sister's birthday. I know. Such a good brother. Yes. Such a good brother. Um, Yeah, so MB, you need to tell us, you know, how the college life is going. What what, what stories do you have to share? The the fire alarm is going off at random hours. (sighs) Like the first time, it went off at midnight. The second time, went off at 2. Then the third one, it went off at 11. Oh, my God. Now, are these all tests? Or are there actual... I think the fire alarm might be faulty. Yeah. I do know they... I mean, they will test the kids, right? Right. Okay, so you were asleep for the 2 a.m. one, right? Yeah. Were you asleep for the other two? No, I was up. You were up. Okay. So was it, uh, it was probably more confusing than to be woken up by it. Yeah. And you, you have, have to, to evacuate the building. Yep. And then yeah. stand outside. Yeah. Aww. Was it cold? Hopefully not. No. <laughs> the third time it was due to flooding down on the basement level. Oh. <laughs> that triggers a fire alarm? Man. Huh. That's weird. Well, yeah, I guess it just... Well, the sprinklers went on, I guess. Oh, man. That sucks. I'm sorry that had to happen. Now, what was the time frame? Are we talking like this happened since the beginning of school, or did it happen like all in the same week? Happened all in the same week. Oh. Oh. That's when you start calling up the housing and say, I want a refund. Yeah. I want a refund for these nights. Absolutely. When you you ruined my sleep. And I'm going to tell you, you have to tell all my professors... You don't get to grade me today. Right. <laughs> yeah. But overall, you're still enjoying living on campus? Yes. Okay. That's cool. Except for the fire alarms Except going for off. the fire alarms, I know. Now, remind me, how are you eating on campus? 
dining hall? Or? The dining hall. The okay. commons. There's, there's a lot of options in the dining hall. There's, okay. there's Mexican. Mm-hmm. There's pasta and pizza. Mm. In the middle, there's a coffee shop. Ooh, nice. And a bakery. Nice. All in the same area. Right. Nice. That's cool. And then I forgot what the other two were. I bet they have, so they probably have like a salad bar or like yeah, a deli have, station or yeah. something. I think that's pretty common. And then they have, and then they have a bar, and then they have a place where you can get grilled cheeses and hamburgers ah. at. Ah. Is it like all day long or does it end at a certain point during the day? It... it I think the dining hall opens at 7.30 in the morning, okay. closes at 9 on oh. the weekdays. Oh, okay, so that's pretty late. Yeah, I think, I bet they stay open but that's pretty good. late. That's good. Yeah. And then... And then I, on the weekends, they open at 10.30. Oh, really? That's funny. That, that's late. I guess they think, well, the students can sleep in. Sleep but do you have, like, you have a little fridge in your room, yeah. so you can always have a little bit of food in your room. So if you woke up on a weekend and you were starving and the dining hall weren't open, you'd be okay. Yes. For a little bit of time. Okay. Well, that's cool. I know. That that's very cool. all very convenient. I like that. I is it far so. to walk to the cafeteria or whatever? Is it a far walk? From your room? It's like five minutes. Oh, that's, ah, not that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. And then do you have far walks for your classes? Yes, one of them's in the social science building on campus. That's my criminal justice class. How okay. far away do you think that is? Probably ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, since I got to wake up so early. Oh, oh that one's early? Yeah, it starts at eight. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's... That is criminal. Yeah, it, start, start, <laughs> it, starts, it starts at eight. I don't like that. Ends at 9.15. Yeah, okay, and... That meets twice a week? Tuesdays or, and Thursdays. Okay, okay. Oh, that's just, that's a brutal schedule in my opinion. Now this professor, he, he handles the gang investigations for Gwinnett County. What? Oh, really? That's awesome. Does he tell you stories? Yeah. Oh, oh dude, boy. I'm going. Jeez. <laughs> I want to sign up just so I can Jeez, <laughs> Louise. I don't know. That sounds like intense. scary. Yeah. Yeah, but I have to imagine there is a gang situation down here. Yeah. I don't want to imagine it. Yeah, he... Is he a detective? Yeah. Oh, that's even more awesome. I'm going. He should have a podcast. Yeah. All right, wait. MB, we've got to get you like a side podcast set up at KSU where you're like telling people, I need to interview you. For my podcast. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd like to hear really some stories. Cool. But why at 8 a.m.? That's horrible. Well, you know why? Because it's probably a harder class. Is he coming class. off the night shift? <laughs> yeah. It's probably a harder class, and it's better to be awake for that. Yeah. So at the beginning of the semester, there was 90 of us. Okay. Okay. Then it then the number went kind of down okay. after that. Really? Yeah. People are like, I need to add drop this. I don't want to do this class. Huh. I know. Naomi, she purposely picked a schedule where her earliest class is 9.30. Okay. She didn't think she'd be able to get up and function for an 8 a.m. class. I can function for an 8 a.m. class. I know, so that's good on you. I I set my alarm for like 7.30. And you're able to get up and moving? Yeah, I'm able to. That's so boy. 
That's so August bad. couldn't do that. I feel bad for him. There's no way he's going to be able to take early classes. <laughs> he struggles right now, so we'll see. Uh, and he's got to be, I mean, I have to wake him up, I don't know, set, I have to wake him up at 7. And he struggles, and it takes him usually 10 minutes. I start waking him at 6.45. Right, right. I'm like, August! <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got a big bell in his room, and we... Ring, Ring it. it. Yep. That's, That's so usually fun. when he starts to wake up. Uh, yeah, mornings are brutal. I mean, some mornings I wake up and I feel refreshed and I could probably go. But for, even for me to get out of the house to be anywhere by 8 a.m., I'd be pretty bitter. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> that criminal justice class only meets Tuesdays and Thursdays. Now, after, so you've done it 9.15, then does... Then I go back to my dorm and I take a nap. Nice. Okay. Oh, okay. So I was gonna yeah, say, you're fine. Does that is that a? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. It refreshes me for. Yes. That's nice. That's nice to be able to do. I wish I could nap. I mean, look at how tired I am, people. You I've gotten look horrible. Lovely. I've gotten horrible sleep the last two nights. Well, once, that's... once in my own bed. At home because I don't sleep well the night before I travel. I'm always, my Me brain neither. won't shut off. I'm like, I don't what am I well forgetting? Either. Well, just in general? When I go on vacation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, wait. Yes, I, my brain just didn't shut off. And then last night, so we're staying at this new hotel in downtown Alpharetta uh, called the Hamilton. It's like a Hilton boutique hotel. And I wanted to stay there, um, you know, because we spent, before we moved, we spent the last two years living in downtown Alpharetta. And I'm like, oh, this will be so cute. And. The hotel's cute, right? Right. You saw it, Marissa. It's lovely. It's lovely. But last night, there is this fan, or there's something. There's a vent in the ceiling, and it won't shut off. Mm. So anybody who can imagine, if you just left on, like, your really loud exhaust fan in your bathroom, if your bathroom exhaust fan was really loud, you know, the one you... Oh, I couldn't do that. The one you clip on when you poop. (laughs) <laughs> or shower. <laughs> this thing did not shut off. It was not controlled by the thermostat. And I'm, like, trying to fall asleep, and then I just start, like, losing it. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't sleep with that. I need quiet. And it became a whole thing. Poor Jonathan. But now, MB's dad has loaned me a couple screwdrivers, and Jonathan's going to try to go back to the hotel and take apart the HVAC. <laughs> With I it. can't even. I really can't. You'll well, have to keep is, us up to date on this. Yeah, you'll have this, to keep us I up to date. This hotel is not inexpensive. I mean, and it's a new hotel. And it's a new hotel. Yeah, Jonathan looked, did some online research, and he said this particular brand of system because you can see on the thermostat like what the name of the system is, the company. He said when he researched it, there is, like, this type of problem. But he says he thinks he can fix it, since engineering isn't coming to fix it. Well, I they'll probably walk in and say that's not a big deal. It happens in every room. So it's... Uh, I'm hopefully sure. it doesn't happen in every room, or else that's a big issue. Well, apparently it is maybe only for me, but Jonathan... 1230 in the morning, he checked out another room that they were willing to move us to, and he said, no, it's the same in that room. Yeah. So I figured if it was something we couldn't control by the thermostat in our room, then it had to be a hotel, the larger hotel issue. So anywho, basically what I'm saying, listeners, is I'm not feeling that refreshed today. (laughs) I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I was like, damn, I look tired. Well, we have to get you some of those eye patches I use. I know. 
I know. I have a whole, have a whole separate. Yeah. Gotta I use it. them a couple times a week. I love them. I just yeah. have them over coffee every morning. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've given me. <laughs> I don't me... even know that they do anything, but, but they make me feel better. There you go. They make you feel better. <laughs> I think you've given me a couple of yeah. those in the past. Yeah, down like, at Seaside. Yeah, I feel like I've used them. I Yeah, I've got to up my game now. Got to up my self-care game, I guess. <laughs> but um, speaking of games, well, as everybody knows, in a Walk in the Park podcast, we always like to talk about sports a little. So, yeah. Uh, Let's start with UMB because we know we know your Seahawks are struggling a little. What can you share? What is your assessment of why are they struggling? <laughs> According to my opinion, yes, Russell Wilson will be out for the next six to eight weeks. He injured his middle finger on Thursday night football. Ouch! Wow. So that's why they're going to continue to not yeah. do that well. Did he break it? He like has surgery on it. He did have oh. surgery on it. Yeah, I, I heard a little bit about that. And but, and now we're starting the backup quarterback. Do you know who that is? Geno Smith. Okay, I've heard of him. Was he the Jets' starting quarterback yeah. at some point? Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. The names just sounds familiar. Hmm. Okay, well, so what do you think? So Russell Wilson's out. What do you think the uh, Seahawks' chances are of making the playoffs this year then? Good. I say slim. Slim, yeah. Slim. Well, because they're in the same uh, division as the Rams, right? Yeah. So and the only undefeated team left in the NFC West is the Cardinals. Oh, I know the Cardinals. Gosh, I don't even follow the Cardinals, but I swear I've listened to enough like sports podcasts recently, and I've talked to Jonathan. The Cardinals—they're such a weird team. In Jonathan's opinion, he said, "You know, this is what they did last year too, or what they do. They come out really strong." And Kyler Murray, their quarterback, you know, he's hard to stop. He's really good. But then as the season gets on, goes on, you know, he gets dinged up a little bit. He gets tired. People figure him out. They, yeah. they, and then the Cardinals, you know, then they just start losing and they don't end up doing that well. But, yeah, they're in a tough division. Lennox West has always been a tough division. Yeah, and they're playing 17 games this season. I don't know what... I'm trying to think of what you I need. I think Russell Wilson's expected to play in week 10. Okay. All right. So that's not too bad. Because, oh, then that's only like five weeks. Because today, this was week five. So he'll be out. That would be only be out four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So Gene, just so you know, Gino Wilt Smith. Yeah. He played for Los Angeles Chargers one season from 2018 to 2019. Okay. New York Jets from 17 to 18. Okay. I mean Giants, and then the Jets from 13 to 17. Okay, so, so I remember. Okay, I'm remembering him mainly from the Jets then being a Patriots fan and playing. Was know. he a starting quarterback? It doesn't I, say. I, at least for a period of time, I think he was. Okay. I can't remember who else was playing. I mean the Jets. And then and then. And then the Falcons haven't been doing well either. <gasps> they never are. They're like the Jets of the South. They are the Jets That's of the, the way South. I see it. It's like they'll do really well during a game, and then at the last minute they blow it. It happens all the time. <laughs> I just can't figure out why they have not given him a Matt Ryan. I don't know. He's clearly not the quarterback yeah, for them. Yeah, I don't know either. He so. should be their backup quarterback. And then in college football, right. George is doing well. Georgia's always doing well, right? And then Alabama lost last night. Ooh. (laughs) Who'd they lose to? Texas A&M. So they shouldn't have lost to them, right? Alabama was number one. Oh, okay. 
George is number two. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting so, for the college football rankings, rankings to come yeah. out to see where George is at today. Okay. Yeah, I was out last night, and one of the people I was out with wanted to, uh, they had the UGA game on. And there were two TVs, and she went and asked if they'd switch it to the Penn State game. Uh, She's a big Penn State fan. It's not a good night for Penn State. Yeah. Their starting quarterback got hurt. The backup quarterback was awful, and they ended up losing to Iowa. A 23-20. to 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Well, as we all know, anybody who knows me or has listened to me ever on this podcast knows that I'm a Tom Brady fan. Duh. And I'm still a Patriots fan, but I'm a Tom Brady fan first. Got my Buccaneers hat on right here, people. How are the Patriots doing this year? Okay, the Patriots are um, aggravating and annoying <laughs> and disappointing. So last Sunday, the Bucks and the Patriots played. It was a horrible game. I couldn't even watch the whole well, thing. Because it was really tight. Yeah, but it was also just, it was so boring. Mm. And there was bad weather there, yeah, and it yeah, was just yeah. not, Tom had a horrible game. I mean, they won, of course, yeah. because, you know. And what was his final score? Because it was And by, tight. of course, I mean Tom and the Buccaneers won, right, of course. Right, right. 1917. My yeah, favorite yeah. part of the entire game is so Chris Collinsworth, who Jonathan and I are not, like, a huge fan of, he kind of annoys us sometimes, he was... Um, he was just talking about like basically. I don't think he believed the Patriots were gonna were gonna win the game, even when the oh. Patriots were ahead. Okay, he's like, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. he's gonna find a way to come back and right. win this game. Right. But when he actually said that, he said, "Well, look, and this was at the end of the game, and they were down." And he said, "Well, look, they've given the ball back to Tom." With enough time for him to go down and get a field goal. So that's what he's going to do. Right, right. And that's what he did. Yeah. I don't know. The mm-hmm. Patriots have their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones, who they took at the end. I, he might have been the 15th draft pick overall. This is very unusual for the Patriots. They don't usually draft quarterbacks in the first round. But they, I think they could see the writing on the wall with Cam Newton. He was horrible last season. Yeah. I didn't expect that. He had COVID. That. I don't know if yeah. that factored into it. But... I don't know that he'll play in the NFL again. How Maybe he's a backup. And then my other question is how the Cowboys do. They're doing. awesome. They're 3-1, and one, and they play the Giants today, which I think are the last in the division. So we're I can't believe they're 3-1. They're 1-3, one one. I think, Giants. They so lost like, to the Bucks, of course, though. Yeah. Cowboys, didn't, Cowboys didn't beat those Bucks, and it was a similar situation where well, they were winning went, the game, yes. but it's Tom Brady. So my friend... Mm. No, what? Well, yes and no. That well, was a Tom weird was game because no, but I'm just won. saying that was a weird situation because our kicker lost the game for us. Well, but why we was the kicker? Ahead. Why was the kicker in that situation? Because well, I don't even remember the game that well. No, he he missed a field goal flat out. But was it a field goal that was like yeah, should have like, made it? Yeah, he should have made like it. Not like a fifty. No, 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 no. Okay. He was right. He was. They had something happen, and he missed the field. They well, they made the touchdown, and he missed the kick. The kick, and it was just like oh, and it was just like the point. Yes, he missed the. point. Oh, he missed the point after. Too. And that would have been the well PAT. theoretically that would have been the winning point. I see. But he missed it. Well, so but this when I say it's Tom Brady, yes. it's the Tom Brady effect. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. it's just, so my friend named Tom, who's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, you know, he, he's texting and, because we're watching the game, they're watching the game, because it was the first game of the season. Yes. Yeah. And so it was a big deal. And uh, 
Tom, my Tom, was, well, they're both my Toms, but <laughs> he was like, whatever, Tom's gonna, Tom Brady's gonna, you know, figure out a way to win. He always does. That game was brutal, though, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, it's coming back to me now. But, um, yes, so I'm, so I wasn't rooting, I was rooting for the Buccaneers, obviously, in the Bucks patriots game. I wanted it to be a better game than it was. Now, you know, I'd love for the Patriots, who are one and three, to win the rest of the season, but that's not going to happen. Mac Jones is—he's seems like he's a maybe a solid rookie, but I was listening to this podcast, sports podcast, and they said he is dead last in the league. He hasn't thrown a single pass over ten yards, <laughs> which is that's, that's embarrassing well that's the offensive coordinator not yeah. calling right, the right, plays right. right and why why aren't you like are you saying this kid doesn't have an arm i mean he actually in the patriots bucks game he set the record for most completions in a row by a rookie hmm. since like i don't know the record was like from 1990 or something he made 19 passes in a row without you know completing right 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 so it's not like the kid can't throw the ball. I mean, he's completing passes, but it is, if you're not going to be able to move the ball more than 10 yards down the field passing, how are you expecting to win games? There's got to so, be some sort of bizarre strategy behind that. We just don't, We yeah, we really don't know what's going on. My favorite thing, though, was when people were saying that the Bucks perhaps didn't, intentionally didn't play their best because they didn't want to give Belichick a look at all their, you know, systems and stuff. Yes. But the thing is, the Patriots aren't even going to make the playoffs. Right. So it's not going to it's not going to matter. There's no way in the AFC they're not going to win the division. The Bills are going to win the division, and then um, you know it's going to take a know strong if my record. Seahawks will make it to the I playoffs either. I don't know. Well, two and three, they're definitely still in it. Somebody was saying, see, I don't know if it was the same for the NFC or the AFC. They're like a seventeen game season. You're going to need to be at least ten and seven probably to have a chance at the wild card right so it's like if you're two and three that means you need to go eight and four and this upcoming the week the Seahawks are on sunday night football playing against the steelers uh well the steelers are a hot mess right now too actually because ben so maybe the Seahawks can bounce back against the steelers they could except that's next week yeah they already played thursday so yeah so today's the 10th and the 17th so at least they have some time to recover but, yes, well, as everybody knows, fall is for football, but fall is also sometimes for tennis. You're yes. the only one actively watching tennis right now, yeah. probably, Riz. Yes, I'm what is heavily happening? involved what is happening? in Indian Wells at the moment because, well, Indian Wells, doesn't that normally take place in June? And we've had this conversation. Indian Wells is usually in March out in California. Right, yeah. right. It's much earlier. It's much earlier. Uh, so this is very interesting, uh, in my opinion, because this is now the uh, this is an ATP 1000. It's a big one. It's yeah. a big one, mm-hmm. and usually by this time of the year, up until uh, you know the end of the calendar year, this is the big push to get all your points in. So you're just going to see. You want to make the end of you, the year want, top eight yes. finals or whatever. Yeah. Yes. So it's very interesting to see all these big names at Indian Wells. 
and to see what's going on now. Except not the biggest name. Right. Novak. And Rafa isn't there, is he? Rafa's Rafa's injured. Roger's basically gone. Basically gone. Serena's not there. Roger's Um, only a big name in memory now, in my opinion. Yeah, I know he keeps saying he'd like to come back, but I just think he's saying I think he's just saying that. I don't think he I think there's a part of him that hopes it, but he's not being realistic. No, Does he because, want to come back and play at an inferior level? Because that's what he's going to be playing at. Yeah, and my biggest concern is if he comes back, it will probably be for maybe the French Open. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he'll, I don't play. Think he'll play the French I Open. I think he's looking to play Wimbledon. That's yeah. his best chance to win another. But let's call it what it is. Yeah. It's like you have to play these matches in yeah. order to get back into yeah. it. And you have to, yep. you know, the thing was with Serena, I always thought it's great that she keeps making it to the finals right. or the semifinals. Yeah. It's like, yes. she, that's her level of play. Yes. So even if she doesn't win any majors anymore, I'm still comfortable with she's her being at that level. Yeah, She's still in the conversation, right. And Rafa is. Right. And, yes. you know, and the what I was trying to also get to is, I think it's interesting that Djokovic has reached that level where he really almost doesn't have a nemesis, except I'm thinking it's going to be Medvedev in the way he's playing. I think that's yeah. the only person that's going to ever keep him where he needs to be. That's who it is right now, yeah. Medvedev for sure. I did watch the U.S. Open match against Djokovic and... Oh my God. MB, I'm st- I couldn't even watch... Like- I watched it. I was shocked. When- it was horrible. I don't know what happened there. Novak but, was on the court. He had to. He was on the court a long time in that tournament. He did not have easy wins. Right. I don't know if he was just too tired. I would like to think he didn't choke under the pressure. It was like the exact reversal because Novak had beat Medvedev in the Australian Open final, and Medvedev played horrible. It was a three-set win, right, right, and it right. was not yeah. even competitive, uh-huh. and that's what this was, and right. Medvedev took it. And, of course... For me, like we, everybody knows this, and anybody who's a tennis fan, for me, it was just heartbreaking because he was going to make tennis history, right? Right. He was going to have the career Grand Slam. Only Rod Laver had done that once in the open era back in the 60s, and Novak was going to do it. And also, he was going to win. That was going to be his 21st major. But that's considered also, is if you take uh, uh, the Olympics, that's called the Golden, right? Yes. He should not have gone to play in the Olympics. I think that really set him in a bad place. Yeah. Because then I think he didn't do the warm-up tournaments. But I think Novak's philosophy these days is he's dialing back the amount of tennis he's playing. He really only wants to play the bigger tournaments now because he broke Roger's record most weeks at number one. And he's still raking up the weeks at number one oh, now because yeah, yeah. he's so far ahead of everybody. Yes, yes. But he's like, I don't need to play these tournaments. If points drop off and I drop out of the number one spot, he's like, that's not what I care about anymore. I want right. to win Grand Slams. Right. So not only would he have had the career Grand the calendar year Grand Slam, he already has career Grand Slam. It was his second career Grand Slam, which neither Rafa nor Roger nor... I don't think anybody else has. Um, but it would have been, yeah, it would have been his 21st major, which would have put him ahead of... Aren't they all tied at 20? They are. They're all tied at 20 right now, and I really wanted Novak. I wanted him to get to 21. I wanted him to get the calendar Grand Slam. Because you know me. Whoever my favorite players are, I always want them to be recognized 
unequivocally as the greatest. Right. And we've talked about this. People can all, I, I tell people, I'm like, hey, you can like Roger better than Rafa or like Roger and Rafa better than Novak. That doesn't make them a better tennis player than right. him. Right. That's just your preference. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But anywho, well, so you're watching some Indian Wells now. Is yeah. it at the beginning or? They are, today should start the third round. Okay. And the forerunner in women's right now is the girl who won the U.S. Open, which is Fernandez. She's just blowing by people. Like, and she is very, um, she, you watch it on her face. Yeah. She's still that same player she was at the U.S. Open. She's just okay. like. I watched the U.S. Women's. Yes, opens the women's final. Final. So you saw Fernandez and uh, who was she playing there? Radonanko, the Some... Canadian. Oh, oh, yes. Because wait, Fernandez is Fernandez from... is Canadian. Uh, so wait, Radonanko is Polish. Wait, no. Radon. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> yeah, you. If you you saw the name because she lost yesterday. That was who her opponent was. Radonanko. Oh, I know Radon. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Right. But I know who you're... I think it's... It's like R-A-D... Let's see. E... <laughs> All right, you guys look that up, and I'll say... It's a... Uh, found it. It's... Radicano. Radicano? Yes. Okay. And what is she... She's... Oh, she's British. Yes, yes, that's it. That, that's she's it. British. That was the thing. They're like, oh my gosh, they have not had like this. Yes. Yeah, so those two, both teenagers. Yeah, Jonathan watched Fernandez play a few of the matches during the U.S. Open, and he was like, wow, she is really good. Yes. And I thought, well, okay, there you yeah. go. So they start at 2 o'clock today. All right, I've got to keep paying attention. What time is it? It's 11.45. Okay, because I do, so I'm doing horribly this year in fantasy football. But what I want to tell you is the universe is against me. It's not my fault. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, so, you know, in fantasy football, obviously you have your win-loss record. And then they keep track of points for. So, like, how many teams your points, points your team scored and points against. So, our league is a 10-team league. I'm currently in ninth place. Oh, God. Yeah. Because I'm one in three. But if you look, I, points for, I have the second most points huh. in the league. I've just had bad luck. Every time I've played someone, that's when they've, like, put up their best game. Gotcha. So. All right. But, you know, I have all these players. It's so annoying, you know. They're supposed to be good, and they just, they kept getting injured. Like, Dalvin Cook on the Vikings is my RB1, and he's injured. DeAndre Swift, who plays for the crappy Lions, but is supposed to be, you know. Right. A good running back, my RB2. They're killing me. Killing me. Yeah. I really, it's so frustrating. But anyway, I have to pay attention because I have team, I have players going in the 1 o'clock game. You know, the way the NFL works is usually 60 to 90 minutes before the start of the game. They have to update their, uh, they have to pull their designations. Like, they can't leave somebody questionable up until, like, five minutes. Oh, okay. Before yeah. the game starts. So. I'm playing fantasy football. Do with, do do? I'm playing fantasy football with some friends and I'm like. I'm sitting in third place. Nice. Okay. Which do you guys... We use NFL Fantasy. Do you yeah, use, the, use same? the same? One. Okay. Because I've used... We've used... A couple seasons we used CBS. I think you pay for that one and we decided it wasn't worth paying for. Um, 
There's somebody ahead of me in second place that's doing really well. So yes. Okay. Third. Well, I who's in first? Because clearly well, they're I don't doing know the best. Who's in first? Okay. I mean, I can look. I just look in my app and it and it tells me, but. Yeah, Jonathan doesn't like it when I play fantasy because I get so worked up. He's like, it's not even enjoyable to watch the games. I said, I know. This is the worst. It's hard to watch with you. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it we is. don't need to go down that road again, but <laughs> <laughs> it is true. It is hard to watch. Um, gosh, yeah. Well, speaking of watching, you guys have actually been seeing some movies, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We just, I saw it Friday night. You saw it yesterday. Saturday. Saw it Saturday. Yes. Uh, no Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. And that's the last Daniel Craig movie. I was going to say, it's got to be the last Daniel Craig movie. Well, tell our listeners about that movie, and then I'm going to chime in on who the next Bond is going to be. Uh, all right. Who I want it to be. Okay. All right. Well, let me, let me, okay, uh, let's talk about the movie. Should there be a warning for those people that haven't seen this? Spoilers, spoilers, turn it off. So, the thing is, is that James Bond dies in the end. Okay. <laughs> what I want to say is this, though. So I I don't know if what I was reading was maybe a spoiler trigger about this, but um, he can't... Oh, no, wait. I feel like the author killed off James Bond a couple times in the books. It may be in the books, but You know what? Not... This is how they're... They're going to go earlier, then. What they're going to probably do is reboot the series and then have him uh, maybe coming up through the ranks as, yeah. because they have named the new 007 and that's different huh she's not she <laughs> is not James Bond she is the new 007 and they introduce her in this movie her name is Lashana something I swear to god the creator who has this weird name What's broccoli that? broccoli, broccoli uh-huh. thank you yes broccoli <laughs> I swear I thought they said Okay, but they she's are a... looking for a new James Bond. Okay, that's right. Yes, and so the guy, one of the, the forerunners, is the guy who plays Superman, Henry Cavill. I don't really know him. It, uh, I want it to be Sam Hewnan. Who the, how how do I know I who he is? Uh, he's the star of the Outlander series. Okay, yes. And people were saying it would be nice to actually have a Scottish right James Bond again like Sean Connery there's also a black actor who's very famous Idris Elba yeah he does a lot of detective series yeah. over there he's another forerunner so um, what I heard Broccoli said about the whole she said we're not doing a female James Bond correct so but to me if if you're giving a female the 007 title to me you are creating a female James Bond even if there is some other James Bond, then he can't be 007. Correct. I don't like it already, but tell the listeners about the movie. <laughs> For those listening, spoiler alert. Yes. Another one. Another one, yes. <laughs> All right, MB, what did you think of the movie? Fantastic. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought it was really good. It was very entertaining. Even though it was two hours and 45 minutes, it didn't, it, it, it flowed very well. It didn't slow down. It was... A lot of really great action scenes. Now you can see why Daniel Craig got hurt because he got injured in making the movie. Because oh, okay. he does a lot of his own stunts. Gotcha. So they had to stop filming for like a minute. And when mm-hmm. I say a minute, a couple months. Right. Because he, I think, broke his ankle or something. Well, remember, he's also old. So yeah, that's another reason why they're like, he can't do this anymore. He's, he's too old. A, yeah. He's only 53. He's but old he for a bond. He doesn't, he, well, he said he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, He didn't that's even right. want to do this movie. That's right. 
Um, and they gave him a boatload of money to do it. So. And they said, and we're going to kill you. And we're going to kill you. So I'm sure he was happy about that. But it was, I have to tell you, at the end, I cried. Yeah, that's horrible. Well, because, not just because he died, but the reason behind him dying. Right, right, was right. Was just so upsetting because right. he had finally fallen in love. He has right. a daughter. Right. It's like there was all this, like, cool stuff that happens to him. Yep. And he's finally going to retire and be happy. And then it was like, even if he had survived, he couldn't survive. Some people like, just don't get a happy ending. Right. What did you think about the movie-going experience? How was it? Oh, yeah, where'd you go? Movie tavern. Oh, us too. <laughs> Wait, that, is that the one over... Um, Woodstock? Yeah. Yeah, they okay. serve food and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they... Is it just fully back? Like, no ticket restrictions? It could be a full theater? That's a good question. We bought it online, and the weird thing was, you what you do is you take your phone... Yeah. And you just walk in and you Yeah, show you scan it, it you or whatever. Scan it, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you just go to your seats, but you have to order all your food online. You yeah, can't you... order in person like a restaurant. Well, I mean, it used to be the waiters would come around to the table. They, they do not. They don't do that. Okay, so you they just, just go on your app. They deliver your food. They That's the only time you see that. Okay, so they're like cutting down, which I wonder if that was a COVID thing, because that just seems more efficient anyway. Yeah. Then you know the order's getting The next in. movie I really want to see is Mission Impossible 7. I can't when believe it's going to be 7. Uh, they keep delaying it. It was supposed to come out this year. Yeah. And now They keep just... pushing it back. I'm like going... Well, I keep pushing it back here. Wow. Did you know a portion of that, the last one, was filmed here in Bull Ground, Georgia? No. My mom saw them filming one yeah, day. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, Georgia's, yeah, kind of, yeah, Georgia's popular filming yeah. place. And Ozark is back to filming again, so you know. It's the Justin, final season, though. Is that his name, Justin Bateman? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason, yeah, his sister is Justine Bateman. Justine, that's yeah. it. He's back in town, so all the yes. Facebook guys. Hopefully this isn't... Hopefully, hopefully the Mission Impossible Seven movie doesn't get delayed any further. It could. You should write to them. A lot I should. Movies. I should write. I should write to the people in charge of the movie. Say, do not delay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got to be like where they are too, because sometimes you set up a schedule for a movie, right? And yeah. Then it gets delayed. Then you start losing actors who are committed to other things, and they're under contract. And if they don't, if they don't fulfill that, they'll get sued. Right. And so Vivian was telling me. So, yeah, the Mission Impossible franchise is clearly a big one. But what was she telling me? She's like, they're going to make nine more Avatar movies. Nine? I think that's what she was telling me. Nine. And they've, I, like, they've given the release dates for all of them. I'm like, there's no way in the hell they're making nine. I have seen the first one. I've seen the Avatar movies. I've seen the Avatar. Well, I've only seen one, the original one. And it came out a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it did. Why, there's another one? I think there, is, there are at least two, who, aren't who, there? Yeah, there's two. Who, I, I forgot who was the producer of the... Oh, I don't know it's at Cameron, all. Cameron, right? Yeah. Is that his name? Can, Titanic? Him? Yeah. He did that movie. The, the first one, because again, one. it was so yes. long ago. Yes. But is he the second one, too? That I don't know. Let's see. So, honestly, I've been playing this game. That person's still alive recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's awful. Oh, I wish I brought this with me. We got this mailing. So there's a performing arts center or theater in Sarasota. Mm -hmm. And they sent us a mailing of all of their, you know, upcoming stuff. They're like, it's back and blah, blah, blah. And I start telling Jonathan, um, oh, my gosh, who was it? Person so old. Paul Anka. He's like, he's alive? Oh, my God. I was like, I, 
I'm like, it doesn't say like a cover band or a show or whatever. Paul Anka, so many other people. And John, we're like, he's alive? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I keep trying to read the fine print. I'm like, no, they're making it sound like Paul Anka is going to be there on this night doing his wow. thing. Wow. Um, the Doobie Brothers? Yeah, they're around. I just saw an interview with all of them. All right, I was like, how are they alive? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't even remember. It's just... I just can't believe the Stones are out. Oh, I know. The Rolling Stones. Apparently, Mick Jagger lives in Lakewood Ranch now. Stop it. Yep. One of my neighbor friends from up here uh, sent me, texted me this article last night talking about how, like, Sarasota is, like, the celebrity, new celebrity place, and you open it up, and I'm reading it, and they're like, Mick Jagger... Lives in Lakewood Ranch. Where's Lakewood Ranch? That's where I live. <laughs> it's it's, basically, it's it's like Lakewood Ranch is like attached to Sarasota, basically. Um, but yeah, it's so funny. He's because you know Mick Jagger keeps you know dating women and having he has like a young kid. Oh, so he needs to stop. I know. I guess the house was a Christmas present to his wife because I guess her parents live in the area. Oh, okay. And But they were living there. They right. moved there, so. Oh, I don't know. Well, I've not seen any movies recently, and now I don't know that I'll see this James Bond film. And, yeah. Yeah, you'll have to see it, just because it's a good movie. Well, also, I haven't been in a movie theater since pre-COVID. Me neither. Last movie I saw was the last Star Wars movie. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Yeah, we'll see. What are you doing? What are you guys doing for Halloween? Halloween? Oh, hopefully nothing. I hate Halloween. Well, what are you doing? Um, I'm probably gonna be at school. My parents are going out of town to Hawaii. Oh, oh that's Hawaii. right. They're gonna be gone. You're not gonna come here to the homestead and hand out candy? No. <laughs> Fair, enough. Fair enough. So, so if people try knocking on our door, on our door, there'll be no, there'll be no answer. Where are Charlie and Fireball gonna be? Are they getting boarded? Or is Stephanie going to stay at the house? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so she might hand out candy. But you don't have to be a part of it. I'll, there's a Halloween party at school that I'm going to go to. Ah, there that. you go. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know how popular trick-or-treating is in my new neighborhood. And then Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Oh, I know. You're always on the holidays. I'm not, I'm, well, for us... It'll be our first Thanksgiving and first Christmas in our new home, so that's exciting. Yeah, that is very exciting. And then the wine tasting happens in December. I know. I can't come. I was telling your mom that I have to fly up to Maryland that weekend because it's my goddaughter's birthday. Oh, that's so sweet. And and I've scheduled my date that I'm getting my wisdom teeth taken out. Nice. Oh, that's right. For those listeners who have experienced getting their wisdom teeth taken out, I'm getting mine taken out. December 22nd, three <gasps> days before Christmas. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Oh, my God. All four? All four? Yeah, all four are going. All right, just make sure they give you good medicine because I ended up in the emergency room after I had my wisdom teeth pulled. All four are coming out. Hopefully, I mean, I had, I had mine out in like 1997, I think. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully they've updated their technique yeah. I don't want to gross at our listeners but I did I was swallowing so much blood I couldn't stop throwing up Ew. I had to go to the emergency room gnarly dude I know gnarly TMI <laughs> don't freak out our friend TMI fine. TMI that's right TMI maybe that's where we should say bye for now oh, bye, bye for, for now, now. <laughs> yes.
<laughs> but wait, there's more. Hey, Riz. Hi. <laughs> Here we are together, together again, together at last. Um, um, whenever we say hi, like I think of, um, do you listen to that show, that podcast, Smartless? Smartless, yes. And when they all say bye. Bye. Yes. Will, I know. Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes. Yes. That's one of my favorite new podcasts, I will say. Um, I listened to couple episodes recently um, because the way I approach podcasts like that uh, is I look at who the guest is since that format is basically, you know, they're doing kind of a casual, I don't know if it's casual, but you know, they're talking with a guest. Right. And recent ones I listened to, I listened to Ken Burns. Okay. Which that was pretty interesting. You know, he is a famous documentarian, documentary filmmaker. I also listened to the Tiffany Haddish one, and that was super interesting. I mean, I'm hilarious. She is hilarious. And, you know, her background or her, you know, life story is pretty intense. Yeah. Um, So that was a little interesting, too, because she was being very open and very genuine and, you know, sincere on the podcast. And I just for certain parts of it, I got this impression that like maybe Will, Jason, and Sean weren't well positioned to handle that emotion. (laughs) Right, right, right. I'm like, hey, yeah, she just said, you know, she was homeless and you guys are kind of like, and then at one point she started crying and I don't know, but um, yeah, they're hilarious. I was listening to the JJ Abrams episode the other day when I was jogging, you know, because our- our listeners might know that, um, might not know that I, I jog now here in Florida. That's crazy. What time of the day do you do that? Um, I'll tell you, not the middle. Sometimes, yeah. it, sometimes <laughs> it's in the morning, although I'm not great about, I'm not a morning person. So I've probably done that only a couple of times. Otherwise I wait until the late afternoon or evening um, you know, I don't, I jog three miles, maybe two or three times a week on average. It's not something I do every day. I haven't looked to expand my, um, limit beyond three miles is like 30 minutes for me and that's good enough. So, right, right. um, but anywho, yeah, the podcast, I think I may have mentioned this previously, but probably right now the most typical podcast I'm listening to has to do with books. Like I have, let's see, I have book talk, et cetera. I have the currently reading podcast. I have diving in. I have Sarah's bookshelves. I have the New York times book review. So I, what should I read next? So I find myself reading, a, listening to a lot of podcasts about books which okay. I enjoy. That's interesting. Reading and listening to podcasts about books. Yes, I love it. I love it so much. Um, and I just, I think I told you right now, my reading style is going through a little bit of a shift. Um, I find some books from these 
podcasts that wouldn't normally come to my attention or that I might not even pick up. Um, but for the Libby app, which I think we've talked about this app where you can borrow digital copies of books. So I check out a lot more books than I normally would, um, you know, trying to find some new authors. And I don't know, were we talking about this before? <clears throat> How I yeah. have this philosophy? Yeah, a book, a book curating. But anywho, yeah, so I would recommend all those podcasts I just rattled off. And of course, it sounds like you and I both recommend um, the Smartless podcast. Well, side note about Jason Bateman, he is filming again here in Georgia. So, uh, for Ozark, did I hear him? Yeah, did I hear him say, "Is this the last season?" That might be yes, um, but I just know that all the Facebook mom groups uh, here in Georgia are lighting up because they're all stalkers. So they're all <laughs> like, "Jason Bateman's in town." Jason, I'm like, "Oh my God, you're so annoying." <laughs> So you just don't have, I don't have it in me to be like, oh, okay, he's in town, cool. Like, and right, what? Right. It's like, I don't. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? And what, it, what? He's a guy is happily married with like two kids. What are you going to do? Like, what do you want? It's just, just bizarre, the things they say and the things they do. I'm like, they're literally stalking him. Well, he was on the corner of so-and-so at 8.15 a.m. this morning, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. It's so This bad. is like my 14-year-old wanting to stalk Tom Holland. It's, it's <laughs> just, it's saturated our culture. But here, right. yeah, let's see. Ozark canceled. What you need to know about season four? Netflix hit series Ozark is coming to an end after season four. It's like. Uh, okay, there you go. I mean, I guess why, so why is the show ending? Was Ozark canceled? No, the Emmy award-winning drama series is just ending on its own terms. Okay. Did you ever, we've discussed this. You've we've discussed done... it. It's too R-rated for me. I couldn't get past the first five minutes. It's of very the first dark, episode. very dark. Yeah, yeah, so not my, not my cup of tea. Um, I can't Very say well I have any. written. Love all the characters. The actors are amazing, but I just can't. It's too dark for me. Yeah. And it's, I, and it's such a, it's probably why he chose it because I don't know that he's ever done anything that dark before. Yeah, it's probably, it was probably like a good, you know, stretch for him, especially when you're a childhood actor too, right? Sometimes it's yeah. harder to get right. roles as an adult where somebody's just looking at you and I'm like, but I remember you from Silver Spoons with Ricky Schroeder. I how, know. Can you, <laughs> how can you possibly, you know, be this dark person? Um, but anywho, yeah, you know, I should look and see, I don't know that these would hold my interest, but I should look and see if there are like any cooking podcasts that I would enjoy. I'm going to put in, I actually, what I really need is an Instapot podcast. Let's see. Are there any, I'm searching, I'm searching. The are instant, you on Pinterest though? No, I'm not who me as a person or yeah. right this second. No, 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 I don't, I don't oh, have, you a, gotta be, you gotta, I have to invite you to it. Okay. Because that's the way you get stuff. That's why yeah, I find all my stuff. What stuff? Are we talking recipes now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I think I tried to sign up for a Pinterest account once. And I was like, this is not my thing. Wait, <laughs> I just want to see if there's... Okay, so the Instant Podcast. 
We take the pressure out of pressure cooking. Join Gabby, Eric, and Noel as we discuss and cook all things Instant Pot. Okay. Oh, it didn't last very long, though. What the heck? All right. I'm going to say this was not a successful podcast. It had 19, no, 14 episodes back in 2019. I mean, I'll add it. I'll add it and listen, but I'm disappointed that they wouldn't do more. Um, but okay, so I want to tell the listeners about my, you know, Instapot recipe that we mentioned on the last podcast because I tried a Boeuf Bourguignon Instapot recipe from Instant Pot Cookbook, 500 Recipes, Quick and Easy, Jennifer Smith. I will say I didn't love it. Well, that's a tough recipe to speed up. I mean, the whole purpose of beef bourguignon is to make sure it sits for like a day. Mm. Right. So sometimes people would say the leftovers would actually be even better than the day you cooked right, it. But right? what I'm also saying is it's got to cook on the stove for a day. Okay. Even when I made it in my Le Creuset on the stovetop, there's no way I let it cook for a day. I'm not that talented. <laughs> but let me tell you, I think one of the keys with this beef bourguignon recipe was it called for flank steak, oh. which I think is odd. That's not very thin I mean, beef. I mean, slice. Yeah. So I think the flank steak played a part in it. Um, and I think now this is me. And, you know, I actually should compare it to the Julia Child's Mastering the Art of French Cooking recipe that I have made in the past. So, you know, this Instapot recipe called for bacon, bacon slices. I love bacon. But the pressure cooker is not the way to cook bacon. It doesn't come out crispy. And so oh, oh, I think gosh. what I learned is I would try to adapt this recipe a little bit. I would use stew meat or whatever, you know, Julia Childs calls for in her recipe. Right. And I would cook the bacon first and add it in at the end. Right. I mean, okay. they had me just throwing in everything. It was like, you know, saute the steak, um, transfer it to a plate, then add, you know, all the onion, garlic, carrots, bacon, and then put in the broth and the wine and put it all in. They also had um, one tablespoon of maple syrup, which I thought was interesting. Okay. All right. But anyway, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, right. it wasn't great. So if I were going to try to make it again in the Instapot, I would, I would tweak that a little, but. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm right. not always a good tweaker though. Last night I made this thing in a different Instapot cookbook called the Healthy Meal Prep Instapot Cookbook. No fuss recipes for nutritious, ready to go meals. Carrie Forrest. All right. Tell me if this sounds like a nutritious meal. Spicy sausage and potato hash. Spicy sausage and potato hash. Okay, I, that might not be too bad. It doesn't I mean, sound healthy to me. No, it's not healthy. But it's, it's, it's keto, probably, right? Because it's mostly meat. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of potatoes in it. There's six medium white potatoes peeled uh, and cut into bite-sized pieces. And that's more paleo, which... Maybe. I don't know, but I will tell you, this will tell you people about, <laughs> this is so horrible that I'm about to admit this, Marissa. Um, so the recipe calls for one pound uncooked chorizo sliced into three quarter inch thick pieces. Mm. I was like, well, I don't have that. I'm like, but I do have a lot of like frozen Applegate sausage that I haven't used. Okay. 
So I like threw that in there instead of chorizo. I think it made it, you know, a little less um, good. Probably, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> but anywho, what have what have you been cooking? Uh, well, I'm just getting into cook mode, but I have been I've, since I've changed my diet considerably, and I'm always looking for something for breakfast. I have a lighter version of my banana bread, and I even shared it with you while we were on vacation. So I've been messing around with that and I finally think I've got it to a point where it actually tastes pretty good, but the lighter version and the lighter version calls for, instead of a full cup of sugar, it's a quarter cup of sugar, but then I add like um, three quarters of a cup of coconut oil. And that's that tends to make it pretty good. Um, wow, okay. on, the, on the fat side of things, it's right. great. Right. I'm just trying to avoid sugar. Right. Well, it's a healthy fat. Right. Right. So. Exactly. So it's been coming out pretty good. That's the thing I've been working on, trying to change that week to week. Um, Does that make it denser? Yes. Since it, okay. Yeah. Makes it a little bit more dense. So I just have to probably bake it for another five extra minutes, but it's been coming out pretty good. That's that's what I've been working on. I've had nice. Been, I'm starting to get more into cooking just because the weather's changing, so I don't right. want as much. So but I, haven't been doing, I haven't been doing too, too much, just trying to keep my act together. I did make shrimp marinara in a slow cooker. I yeah, I think that's what you were talking about doing yes. during our last podcast. Yes. How'd that come out? It wasn't bad. But okay, but it wasn't to, great? Yeah, because it calls for diced tomatoes, and I would prefer, when you say marinara, it's not chunky. That's right. Nice. It's not like Pomodoro or. Right. It's a little smoother. So if I yeah. do it again, which I will, I will do it a little bit differently. I'll use like um, crushed tomatoes as opposed to diced tomatoes. Gotcha. And, um, I'll, I'll season it my way and then it'll probably come out pretty good because it is yeah. very, you cook it, you put all the ingredients in the slow cooker and then the last 15 minutes you throw the shrimp in. So it's right. not hard. It's not it's hard. Not hard. Yeah. Now, what kind of wine would you serve with that meal? A lighter, a lighter one, more like a, like maybe a Beaujolais or, um, let's see. Uh, definitely nothing, a uh, maybe something Italian, probably. I just had a, a Montepulciano yesterday and that was lovely. I went to uh, um, Total Wine the day before Friday. And I just uh, decided to walk through all the regions <laughs> <laughs> and see what appealed to me. And I found, I found a couple of Italian wines and I came up with a couple of French wines. But I would think an Italian wine would really probably be the best with that. Interesting. Okay. Well, so my wine story is um, on my birthday, uh, Jonathan and I headed over to St. Armand's Circle. We had a lovely lunch, you know, kind of over in the beachy part of Sarasota. Had some daiquiris, had a lobster roll. It was lovely. Nice. And then that was close to this place here in Sarasota. We're back in the summer. Um, some friends who are more wine savvy than I, they visited. And we went to this place, Michael's, I think it's called Michael's Wine Cellar. Anyway, and bought a lot of wine that our friend James um, had recommended. And one of the ones he recommended was this, I guess I'll call it Faustino One Grand Reserva Rioja for 2009. Oh, Rioja. Um, 
Yes. And so they came again and visited in August and we went to open this to serve it with one of our meals and the bottle was corked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So anywho, though, it was actually a pretty great experience. So I took the corked bottle because I'm like, all right, we're over in this area. Let's return it. Which my, our friend James had said, oh yeah. He's like, they should just take it back. No questions asked. So I walk in the woman's on the phone and she gets off and I said, Hey, I bought this here earlier this summer and it's cork. She's like, Oh, okay. She's like, do you just want to replace it? I'm like, sure. And she just walks, gets me a new bottle and hands it to me. Here you go. Oh, nice. it was like that easy. It wasn't yep. like, do you have a receipt? Let me look you up in the system to prove right, that you right. bought it. Like oh, that could good. come from anywhere. So, that's, and that'll make you a better that That makes it so that you'll keep going there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. And that time I did tell her, I'm like, we'll be back again when we have time to shop. Cause we were on a little bit of a time crunch. We were like fitting in my birthday lunch, returning this bottle of wine, picking up my birthday cupcakes down the road, and then making it back in time to do afternoon carpool to pick up Vivian and the two girls we carpool with. So, okay. but I have not yeah. tried this yet. So I wonder what would a Rioja go well with? Do you know, or does that require a little research? I think any like basic meat meal will we'll go something spicy though I would think like the okay. chorizo like oh. the chorizo that I don't have well maybe I'll get a little ambitious maybe next weekend um because we did go to this butcher that people recommended um in August although I think what we learned because I'm not that familiar with how actual butchers work is we'd probably try to get there closer to when it opened because by the time we got there, a bunch of stuff seemed to be gone. But I mean, my thing is Jonathan and I aren't big wine drinkers. So to open a bottle, like right. he and I won't even drink a bottle between us, like at a meal. So right. it's like, I kind of have to wait for friends to come into town because if I'm drinking wine, just to drink wine, you know, I'm drinking my Vouvre or something right. else, something else white. I don't typically pick up a red wine just to drink it. Right. would always be paired with something for me. Right. Yeah. So steaks or something, uh, maybe a spice, like a spicier meal, maybe even um, if it was like, a, a, oh God, I can't think of a name at the moment. All right. I'm sorry. My son is, is staring at me, trying to talk to me right now about his, <laughs> what about your sneakers? Oh, oh okay. Well, I got to get out the receipt and return them. Oh, well, you can do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They have a six month warranty on them. I'm getting my money back. They was. I only bought those two months ago, right? Did he already wear a hole in them? Almost. Uh, yeah. Old. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. You think Nike would put out a better shoe? For the money, those are 150 bucks. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, we got them for a hundred bucks, but no one needs to know but that. Well, whatever, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we can get you retail people. value. Right. Yeah. Those are old, technically. So, so speaking of just, sorry, moving back to my birthday, I loved your card. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, listeners, it's this card with these two. Uh, white cats sitting in a stroller and it says if you ever feel like you're not doing enough with your life just remember there are people who push cats around in strollers <laughs> that's true although I will say down here at least in Florida I more see people pushing their little yippy dogs in strollers 
Yeah. I would love to push Finn and Maisie in a stroller, but I don't think they'd stay in it. And I don't oh, currently, I don't currently own a stroller, but <laughs> you would need one with an enclosure so they can't get out. I actually think there are like these, there probably oh, are sure. like literal cat strollers and there are these backpacks. It's so funny. Yes. I'm like, Finn and Maisie would lose it. I do have a Facebook friend who has actually posted pictures of her cat in one of those backpacks out and about. And that, that cat seems to like it. Oh. I think Finn and Maisie would lose their ever-loving minds. Yeah, yeah. But, oh my gosh. That's All right, speak, speaking of something else that is deeply concerning, Marissa, is this New York Times article from Sunday, September 19th. Uh, our drug supply is sick. How can we fix it? Sorry, I have to stand according to my watch. Oh God. My Apple, my Apple watch. I'm, I'm very delinquent today because I slept in because I was up like at five or something without my watch on. And then I fell back asleep. And I mean, it's already 1150 Marissa and I've only got two stand hours. I don't need, I took that off. I don't even bother with that anymore. What? But, Fan but, goal? That doesn't need, that doesn't remind oh, me. I took off the reminder. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So this article, our drug supply is sick. How can we fix it? is an opinion piece by Farrah Stockman, who's a member of the editorial board. And it is super scary because it's talking about how like the ingredients for some very important drug families or drug types like antibiotics, antivirals are not even made here in the US anymore. They're like made in China uh -huh. or India. Yep. And like, we are in real danger of like our drug supply just being yanked out from under us. And it, the article started you know, he's talking about how like the FDA, like doesn't really, it doesn't have reach internationally. So they don't actually have as much quality control over these drugs that are being imported from other countries. This has been going on a long time now. It, it's been going on for, yeah, it's been going on for a while, but I think it's getting, it's like getting worse. So, I mean, we're basically not really manufacturing ingredients for drugs we need in this country anymore because of course we are greedy. Right. And so everybody ships things overseas because they can have a bigger profit margin. And this article is specifically focused on generic drugs, right? So, right. Um, you know, it's like once a once a drug is off patent, then competitors come into the market. And um, so then, you know, that's good for consumers temporarily, but then the price gets driven down so low because of the competition that um, then the drug makers are like, it's not worth us to make this life-saving medicine anymore. And this is where people who don't want like universal health care or don't want the government involved in um, okay healthcare, like you could literally, this would be a perfect example of where the government should come in and like take over manufacturing of generic drugs. But instead they're closing plants. And this is not a partisan thing. I mean, this is going on, you know, across Democrat oh, sure. and Republican presidencies sure. that we're like closing down even the drug companies that we have that are manufactured the drug manufacturing sites that we have here in this country 
because we're saying they're not critical infrastructure. But like, here's an example. So there was this manufacturing facility in West Virginia. And that was one that was like actually tied into a lot of the scandal that was recently, it has been going on for like the past decade. Like their CEO was like under indictment for fraud and other things. And, um, but just by way of example, this company, you know, it says, okay, so it's streamlining. And it says, you know, it announced that it was simplifying operations at the plant and halting production of several drugs, sparking nationwide shortages. The factory had been supplying about a third of all doses of busperone, I'll say, an anti-anxiety medicine. Suddenly patients couldn't buy it. One pharmacy drug shortage list identified myelin as the nation's sole supplier of bioxacine, which treats schizophrenia. Suddenly it was nowhere to be found. Okay, so schizophrenia drugs, that sounds like something you don't wanna have in short supply in your country. Yeah, no, definitely not. And, and I don't, it, this affects way too many things. Yeah, it's just, it's very concerning. And you know, they're talking about like the quality of medicine so if you take, you know, most of us, if we have prescriptions, we pay for generic drugs because they're less expensive. But this article was basically like, you pay for a generic drug, you don't know, you could be getting a placebo, you could be getting something that isn't as effective as the label drug would be. It was like pretty scary. This is where I feel like, again, the legislative branch in this country has again, let us down because really this impacts jobs. It impacts our health. It impacts the global economy. Like we, there's no reason why we can't produce in this country, anything. We should be able to produce everything and export everything. Like I don't, I don't, I understand why people originally wanted to ship or source things outside of this country. It's cheaper for their companies, but um, looking back on it, I mean, all of this stuff, I remember Ross Perot talking about this. And the, the second we start sending jobs overseas, it's going to be the decline of our economy and, and our country. And it's been happening. This is, this is just, this is so bad. And it's been going on for quite a long time. And no one's really, I know there's a lot of big issues, but when it comes to our health, that should be a priority. Like why, so much, it impacts other things too. It's like, where's all our insulin coming from? And why can't, mm -hmm. why can't we have enough insulin? That's, that's people, people need insulin. It's yeah, it's very concerning and you're a hundred percent right because also, and I mean, what I'm about to say is not anything mind blowing or something that, you know, experts haven't said for decades now is, you think about it, you start taking away these, I'm going to say more blue collar jobs. And then those people start doing more poorly and the, you know, wealth gap in this country widens. And then the people that are doing more poorly because they're laid off, like all these people who work for this company in West Virginia, right. where the plant is closing, well, then they become bitter. Right. And then they start doing things like, you know, joining Proud Boys and attacking our nation's capital on January 6th right, because they've, they've got to lash out at somebody. Proud Boys is maybe not the best example because that's like more of a racist organization. Um, but this is where this unhappiness stems from. 
And to um, point, just to just to interrupt you for one second, when you talk about the wealth gap, mm-hmm. not one person in in our government mentions it from that vantage point. They never talk about the the plants closing. They right. never talk about these small little towns who only have, you know, these maybe a handful. They their livelihoods are very dependent on these bigger companies staying where right. they are and producing jobs. Right. And yep. without them, it's just like Pittsburgh is a perfect example. It's a perfect example. That used to be a thriving steel town. And now all the wealth gap there is like horrible, horrible stories about that alone. So my thought is you get manufacturing back in this country and you change the livelihoods of so many people. I know, and you know, both the Trump and the Biden administrations have said that they were going to focus on that. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes the problem is once you start closing facilities, you know, then it ta- then there's the period of time where you have to bring them back online, or they've been repurposed into something else, and you have to build something new, and then that takes time. And meanwhile, you have this gap. And I don't know. I mean, frankly, like, damn, if I were China, I'd be like, yep, selling generic drugs to the Americans, this is one of the ways we take them down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like, you've even mentioned this before, another side note, it's like, who's going to take these jobs? It's like, are they paying more than, you know, McDonald's? Because sounds... They, that's their only livelihood of these fast food places and grocery stores. It's like right. it's bad, but that's another thing to look at. It's like, who's, you know, it's easier to be out of work than it is to, to take these jobs. But we, somebody has got to bring, somebody has got to bring that back to America. That's what we used to do. So that, Oh my God. Okay. Now yeah. I'm scared. Now we're, now we're scaring me. Are we sounding like somebody on Fox news right now? ranting about bringing things back to America. I will just say for our listeners, I will just say that this article um, definitely put a finer point on things for me that made me think, oh my goodness, is this really smart to be outsourcing something like this? Um, And you know what's crazier still, this is where it gets even crazier. It's not even, in most cases, um, economical to have stuff built there or made there and shipped back. So it has to be, though. That's why they're doing no, but that's, it. That's changing. There are some companies that are finding it more profitable to start here and do it here rather than having it shipped back and forth. And it's, I'll tell you something. It's all going to come around, and this is my prediction. We're seeing such a change because of the pandemic and things aren't getting here in time. Right. Uh, look at the Suez Canal. I mean, or absolutely. It's yep. like we're struggling just to get things here. So, and absolutely. we're going to go on a toilet paper thing again. They're even, I, I so, did catch something that NPR said Costco was going to start rationing toilet paper sales again or something. Yep. yep. So I, my thought is it could very well out of default wind up we manufacture things here again because we can't wait. We are such a right. paper-based society. We can't yeah. wait. 
So maybe it's yeah. just that it happens by default that we start manufacturing things here again. Maybe, I mean, yeah, the supply chain resiliency has definitely been tested in this pandemic for sure. And yeah, maybe it's opened some eyes, but it always is, you know, the grander things get, the larger the scale, you know, it seems the longer they take to implement. So yeah. But not us, Riss. We're here on the cutting edge of podcasts. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and we should probably say, uh, I don't know. We'll say to our podcast listeners, catch you next time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. All right. That's probably trademark now. We can't steal that from SmartList. Oh, uh, but they wouldn't be mad at us. They would just give us a little, a little. They'll, they'll never hear us. We're giving them attribution. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>